0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of the Breaking the Plane podcast. As always, brought to you in partnership with the boys and girls over at Primetime Productions. Check them out on Twitter at PrimetimeProds, PrimetimeProductions.net. As always, great content across all major sports on there, writing, podcasts, you name it, we got it. Be sure to check them out. As always, I'm your host, Burge, back again, whether you like it or not, here with my Flock boy Joe, Mr. Joe, Sher, My producer here, Kojak, aka Brennan Allen. I gotta throw it, I gotta call him Brennan because he hates it. I hate huh? you. <laughs> you guys have a good Christmas? You guys all have a good Christmas or, or Hanukkah? Awesome
1: Christmas. Yeah, oh, Hanukkah's been, been over, dog. I know it has,
0: I know it has, but I, I don't, I, I don't actually that honestly that don't know. It. I actually don't know if you celebrate both. I honestly didn't know. That.
1: Oh, Hunter, dude, I was, dude. I was such a spoiled, like, only child, double dipping, nine <laughs> days of presents. It was, it was, it was, it was the best. And now I would do the same thing. There you go. Yeah.
0: How about you, Jack? It was great. I slept the whole time. Was Santa good shit. to
1: you? Was Santa good to you?
0: Yeah. Good. Good. We have a nice special treat for you all today. We have a nice guest in the house, whether you like it or not. What are you From the <laughs> city <laughs> of brotherly it's so love. No one. <laughs> <laughs> City of brotherly love, if you want to call it that. Brotherly shove. Mr. Cobes, great Coba, oh. resident Eagles fan. Thanks for joining us. How you doing today, buddy? Good. How are
2: you? I'm good. How are your Eagles? Same old crappy offense. It doesn't work?
0: <laughs> well, you got a lot to worry about coming down the stretch here, getting into the playoffs. Luckily, your boys are in the playoffs there, but... There's some concerns there, but I want to let's just move right into it. We're going to start right with your with your boys, the Eagles. They played they beat the Giants. It took a little bit of a little bit of a nervousness there, I'm sure, from Eagles fans watching that game. But they end up winning the game 33 to 25.
2: What What'd you think of that one, Greg? Um, Same same Eagles team go up big. (laughs) Third quarter comes and we're right back at it. We're in a game it uh they don't make it easy ever no i don't think one game this year's been been a blowout, except for the 49ers game and that was in the Dallas game and they were the other way but yeah none they, of wins have been easy they been the new england win
0: i know that was the first game of the year and that was the <laughs> team that made me think that the patriots were actually going to be something this year because they they hung yeah. with the the runners up runner ups for the uh, super bowl last year yeah this was a tough one i mean the eagles end up prevailing but i think everybody thought this game was going to be a lot easier considering where the giants were did Tommy DeVito get hurt in this game or did he get benched benched? He did get benched. Okay. Tyra Taylor came in and actually got the giants back into it. But yeah, there's some concerns. If this, we always say on this podcast, what does this game say more about which team, uh, Joe, which team do you think this says more about, I think it's a pretty easy answer.
1: Says so more about the Eagles, bro. <laughs> I think we've been, uh, we've got, we've kind of been down on the Eagles for a couple weeks. Um, I just don't – it's so it's so annoying because of how talented they are. They have talent at every single position, but sometimes it just doesn't jive. And I feel like they're putting Jalen Hurts kind of not in the best situation just like scheme and like play call wise. I mean, I think throwing 40 times a game versus an inferior opponent. I mean, you have 35 rushes in the game. I mean, you're running a lot of plays in general, but a 50-50 split when you're playing an inferior opponent, when you're routing for five yards a carry, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of catastrophic kind of like, uh, they're not efficient enough and there's a lot of catastrophic kind of, uh, mistakes, three turnovers, hard to win a game like that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, part of me, this team reminds me of like when the Patriots were good for 20 years and it's like every single game, even though if it's a win against a bad team, is like the sky is falling. Obviously I think we'll see a lot and the, they're going to have to play in the first round of the playoffs it looks like, but I mean, this, this, they strike me as a team that could possibly be uh, a dormant giant ready to get poked. And it's something, something in the first week, if they have to play wildcard weekend, something kind of sparks them the first week and they start gelling. Or there's some kind of change in, like, you see the Patriots in 2018. They couldn't throw the ball. So they're just like, F it. We're just going to jam it down everyone's throat and play the best defense we can. Um, I know Philly's defense right now is in a little bit of different right? But you still have pieces at every level of that defense. So hopefully if everybody – I think Slade just had some some kind of procedure or something like that. I think he's been out for a little bit. So I think that uh, hopefully you can get some pieces back there and maybe if you change a little bit of the uh, philosophy on offense instead of just airing it out with uh, Jalen Hurts, it could become a little bit more efficient and make a run.
0: Absolutely. Any more thoughts on that game, Greg?
2: Yeah, so the Eagles team – I don't know if you guys watched last year. They were great because everything went over the middle of the field. That's how they attacked opponents. That's how they won. It set up the run, it set up the play action, it set up everything. Yesterday, this was the best stat I've seen. One pass thrown in the middle of the field. And when that one pass, 36 yard touchdown is Devonta to Smith. <laughs> Only play across the middle of the field. And it went to the house. I, I don't know if, if they need to figure it out because like it's this doesn't work. The offense doesn't work right now. And it's it brings you back to you know 2017 uh, or 18. Carson Wentz was amazing, right? Great offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator leaves next year. Carson Wentz is terrible. It's it, Jalen Hurts last year. Offensive coordinator leaves. Look what he's look what Steichen's doing in the Colts. Mm-hmm. That that team average is what thirty points a game now,
0: with a backup quarterback.
2: Yeah. So what's the issue here? Is it the player personnel or is it the coaching? And that's where I'm at right now. Because when you're not throwing the ball over the middle of the field and everything's out to the sidelines, what does that tell you? They're afraid. Mm. you got to attack them into the field.
0: There's just too much talent on that offense for them to be, like, fighting a lot in these games, in my opinion. Like, some of the game, like, it just seems like every game that they have won – one play goes the other way and they end up losing that game. It seems like that's been the story the whole season. And I mean I think have they lost three in a row? Is it three in a row they've lost? Oh, they, they, After, they before, before before yes. the Giants, oh, before, yes. before the Giants, before the Giants game? Yeah. Yes. So this was maybe a kind of a get right game for them. I think they have they have to play the Giants again, I think, right?
2: Yeah, they, Arizona at home and then Giants in New York.
0: So they have DJs. a pretty cupcake way to end the season. So, I mean, I'd expect them to win both of those games and go into the playoffs on a three-game winning streak. But, again, they start meeting the, the the real competition in the playoffs. I'd be concerned if they don't figure it out. But to Joe's point, they could be one of those dormant Giants that is just waiting to be awoken. And maybe a three-game winning streak to go into the playoffs to build some momentum is exactly what they need. I personally don't want to see it cuz I'm I despise the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> you know, partially in part because of our guests today talking trash all the time. Got a little sick of it. So I I'm one of those people like These guys know my hatred for Buffalo. Okay, Greg, you know my hatred for Buffalo.
2: Oh, I know your hatred for Buffalo.
0: The Eagles are I don't want to say a close second, but they're like they're like right there for the same reasons for their their fans that just don't shut up. <laughs> so that that's kind of where i sit on it i it, it's going to be interesting to see how these next few games play out you know if they drop one of those two games i think that's it it's they're going to be maybe one maybe two or done in
2: the playoffs can I, you, can I piggyback on something though real quick because you said you know the buys basically san fran that ram san fran game in week 17 or week i think it's 18 now don't i think everyone's just gonna bookmark the the niners to win that game and you got a team hanging on for their lives in in uh, in LA. That that game could go either way if it's a divisional matchup. Uh, so I, I I mean I for the Eagles the buy is still a real shot. So yeah. I had Rams as
1: my dark horse. I think they're they're playing out of their fucking minds right now. I love it. I love it. I love. McVeigh is in his fucking bag right now. He is. He is. He is drawing it up, and um, Stafford is having a resurgence here. But my last point I wanted to make on the Eagles, I can't remember now, but <laughs> yeah, no. But I, 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 you can maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like they. That this is what I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it. It feels to me they my ear to the ground in Eagles Twitter, as I am. Um, <laughs> it feels like the sky is falling over there.
2: Oh, the media. <laughs> the uh, You know how you guys brought up before this about your media with Belichick? It's oh, yeah. ten times worse. you got the whole the whole fan base now isn't revolting on the Eagles team. They're revolting on the media. You know, yesterday you had one guy blame Hertz for the pick six. I was telling that Eric's on the phone. her fell, and the ball went right through his hands the defender. He doesn't fall there. That's a 10-yard slant pass for a first yeah. down. But, you know, the first thing is, well, it hurts through a bad ball. <laughs> it was right there. Like, the media here has just gotten so bad over everything with the Eagles that it's it's just causing a war here. And you've seen it. You've seen it on Twitter. Yeah. Negativity yes. sells. It sucks. Yeah. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Let's move on to a, a game and a team that this podcast – gets on their knees for
1: the Detroit Lions segment sponsored by Crisco.
0: There we go. Sponsored by Crisco. I got to get the weekly plug in there. Detroit Lions for the first time in 30 years, clinched the NFC North with their victory 30 to 24 over the Minnesota Vikings. I think they had to sweat this one out a little bit, but you know what? Good teams find ways to win. And this team, this Detroit Lions team, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, the social media post from the lions and i was on espn i think nfl as well with dan campbell in the locker room after the detroit lions beat the vikings and clinched the division dude he's out there recognizing all these guys that have been there for years all the old he called it the old guard the guys that have been there through the crap and the garbage that has been come through that city for this football franchise dude i love it I, i'm eating it up i I want them to end up with the one seed. if I'm going to be honest with you. My heart wants them to get it. They're right there. All it's going to take is one falter from the the, uh, 49ers, and they're going to be right there. They sit above the Philadelphia Eagles right now in the standings, even though they all have the same record. But I'm slamming, and I mean slamming, the Detroit Lions to make the Super Bowl this year. I want them to win. Win for that city, and we, I I just love what Dan Campbell's doing down there. I mean, this was a game. Jared Goff was efficient, didn't turn the ball over. Um, they ran the ball well. Amon-Ra St. Brown balled out like he always does. And you know, Minnesota was—I I don't want to call it—they're not a pushover. They're seven, They were seven and seven coming into this one, fighting for their playoff lives. I know they had Nick Mullins in at quarterback. They don't have their their number one quarterback in there, but they did have Justin Jefferson back, who had himself a really good day. Thank you to my fantasy team. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. I just,
1: I, I, I,
0: give me all the Crisco, Joe. Send it to my house, too. We can, we can bathe in it together. I don't care.
1: Dude, I, this team is, this team just, this team plays for each other. I think it's so cool. Like you said, the Dan Campbell shit from after the game is unbelievable, especially the fact that he was on the uh, the 0 16 team. Him being on the O sixteen team, and then mm-hmm. have being the head coach of like the team that clinches their first division in thirty years, like that's I don't know, that's cool. I like shit like that. Objectively, objectively cool shit is fun when everybody can get behind something. Like even like pardon my take, like one of the guys on there is like a huge Bears fan, and even he's like, dude, I hate the I hate the Lions. I want to be the Lions now. Like I good like good for them. Like it's not like. He's cheering for that team. Like you could just be like happy for that fan base. That fan base deserves it. Like, you not only do you have to live in Detroit, you have to root for the Lions. Like that is the worst, like double multiplier of suck that I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm sorry if anybody's a Detroit like diehard here, but not a not a fan. Uh- but I think this game says, I think he, we were talking about who says it more about dude. The same it says a shitload about the Lions, dude. You came in here, you plugged you you plugged it up, like we like to say at the end of our podcast. You only let up one sack golf is on time on target you fed the ball to your best player Amon ross st brown you rush for over four yards of carry jameer gibbs over five yards of carry with two touchdowns like this is a lions game let's hopefully they can keep it rolling through the playoffs and hopefully we can see them in a super bowl or at least in a conference championship
0: absolutely and you know their schedule remaining they have a big one next week they're in dallas huge
2: lions fan
0: they have a big one. What? Yeah.
2: Huge Lions fan this week.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I know you are. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to make sure if 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 the Lions beat the Cowboys, the Eagles clinch, right? The division? Uh Eagles clinch just winning too. Eagles got to win too. Right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a huge game. That's a huge game, you know, across the entire NFC playoffs. So, we'll see. I think we'll see a lot what the uh, the Detroit Lions are made of going on the road into Dallas just after it's a classic letdown spot. They just clinched their first division in 30 years. Let's see w- how Dan Campbell gets this team you know ready to go going against the team that they they very well could likely see again in a couple of weeks in the playoffs. Um, the Vikings, do you 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 see them? I mean, we, you know what? We'll get to that when we talk about the playoff picture. I want to see if you think that they might have a shot to get in the playoffs, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I personally don't, but we'll get to it.
2: They just lost Hawkinson for the year. Yeah, he he tore his ACL and his MCL. Oh,
1: I didn't even see that. That sucks.
0: Yep, that's my fantasy tight end right there for my championship team. So a little worried, a little worried. But, you know, we'll get to that one later as well. Nice teaser right there.
1: Unbelievable big market tease.
0: (laughs) Everybody cares about my fantasy football success.
1: (laughs) Add you to my seat already.
0: Let's move on to the game that. Three out of the four of us really want to talk about the New England Patriots. Christmas Eve night, we were subjected. This is the one game they couldn't flex out on Christmas Eve. (laughs) And I had to sit there and commit to watch the Patriots game. I was entertained. There was a lot of entertaining things that went on in this game. Uh, But as always, I will always root for my team to win in the heat of the moment. They look pretty good. I think they looked pretty good against a team that's really fighting for their playoff. They were fighting for their playoff lives. I think that might have sealed their fate to you know, be on the outside looking in in the Denver Broncos, but Bailey Zappi was incredibly efficient in this game. Only threw eight incompletions. The crazy thing is they didn't even run the ball that well, the Patriots. 21 carries for 59 yards. Like, that's, that's not good at all. But Zappi was able to spread the ball around I think it um, looks like uh, six, six guys had at least two receptions. So, I mean, he threw the ball 25 times. A lot of checkdowns to Zeke Elliott. A lot of what you expect from the Patriots offense. But they got enough to get it done. And I thought it was going to be tough going into the mile high. You know how everybody says, you know, go up there. I don't know if you, if you guys have been to Denver, but oh yeah, the, the altitude is real. Oh, for sure. I went up on the continental divide when I first got there. Dude, I, I couldn't even, like, breathe. Like, I had a headache from how bad it was. Wow. Like, the, the altitude is real. I can't imagine playing a football game not being accustomed to that environment. And the Patriots went in there. Last second field goal after we – I'm on Twitter ripping this kicker. And he comes out <laughs> there, and he just comes out with no Shots. time left. Clutch kick. It wasn't a chip shot. It was a 56-yard, and he drilled it. I think that would like have been good middle, from 60. Yeah. It would have been good from 60 plus easily. So good for Chad Ryland, you know, to get a little bit of the demons off his back. I think he has a little bit of the yips. Um, but,
1: yeah, I mean. Unbelievable interview with him after the game, too.
0: Yes, absolutely. The content from that was unbelievable. You know, you hear in some of the quotes that he was throwing out there. Like, you could tell he was, a, he's just a humble guy. And it was good to oh, hear I thought I mean, the
1: opposite. He was basically like, I've never wavered in confidence. Like I'll always be like, I like to hear it, but like, I don't know. It was just, uh, it's just not what I just wasn't excited. I don't really have a, I don't really care either way on it, I guess, but I was just not expecting it from the kid. Like, he, hey, he, he just didn't, didn't strike me as that type of personality. The
0: quote, the quote that, that, that struck me is like, you find the greatest treasure in the darkest of caves. He said that huh? and I'm like, dude, yeah, he was, that. he had, he's having a really, really rough year. And that, that's going to be the highlight of his year right there, that 56-yarder. Like, it shows the kid can do it. Maybe uh, maybe another year they, they they make something out of it. I, I don't know. I think they'll bring in competition for him next year, but that's a discussion for another day. What do you think about this one, Joe?
1: I think uh, I'm kind of just going to, like, I'm going to get it. A- take a new spin on this and just talk about the future but like on the field and actual like players instead of like the stupid like reality TV shit that we talk about every week. Dude Chris, Christian Barmore is becoming a fucking problem. A fucking problem, dude. Three sacks in this game. There was one play, there was one play where like it was a screen play. It was actually a good play by Miles Bryant. So shout out Miles Bryant for sneaking one in on us. But uh he like comes from like the opposite de- defensive tackle to out into the flats to like blow up a screenplay like slowed down by Miles Bryant. It's just like, I will say the effort is still there, dude. The defense is still balling out, dude. You see, you see when you see players like that, like a young player who's like wants to get paid, but who also probably doesn't want to get hurt going into another off season where he's always banged up. So another like you could totally I, I wouldn't blame Christian Barnum one bit if he decided to shut it down at some mm-hmm. point or, or take a playoff or two that's exactly that's not what we're getting at all and I think that you're seeing what this defense can do when you have guys like Keon White and Christian Barmore, like when you're hitting on players like that and compounding, like, all right, you hit on two guys in three years at kind of like the same position or the same positional group. Like that's what got you like the Hightower, uh, Brandon Spikes and like uh, Jamie Collins defenses. That's what gets, that's what gets you the, the Aaron Hernan. All right. Everybody chill out. The Aaron Hernandez, Gronk, <laughs> Edelman, like offenses. You know what I mean? Like when you're hitting on all of those draft picks and like you're 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 kind of building from the inside and kind of building from through the draft. Like it's so beautiful to see like when it comes to fruition like this. Like Barmore, he's been balling out for so long. Finally has some numbers to back it up. Finally, he does it on the national televised game and helps the Patriots. Like he was one of the sole reasons the Patriots were in this game, dude. I think the Denver. Russ wasn't like he wasn't good. He's not like he's not elite quarterback good anymore. But he was good enough to win this game. And I think that like when you have the like they they were like I think they had a couple of injuries on the line during the game and before the game. So like the Patriots just were able to exploit a undermanned and probably not that great offensive line to begin with. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think Barmore and I think Duggar had a little bit of a, a resurgent game too. I think he's been kind of uh, a little bit. Uh, I would say transparent a little see-through haven't really been showing up because he usually pops on tape because of how hard he hit but I think he was flying around today making a lot of plays
0: you know absolutely and I I agree with everything you just said there and I think the buy-in from the players I think is still there and you see it in the videos obviously the team releases videos that are friendly to the you know the message and everything for the fans and all that but they're is no doubt that those players still want to play for, for 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 Bill. And I think that the buy-in is still there. There was talks, you know, over the last couple of weeks as Bill lost the locker room, you know, all this and that. I don't think that's the case. And I, maybe I'm a little biased by saying that, but, like, everything I've seen, like, you hear the guys talk about him, you hear, you see the videos that the team releases, which, again, I understand is friendly to the people that are there now.
1: It's propaganda, Barry. call it what it is. Fair.
0: Fair. Propaganda. Absolutely. That's a great word. I, I was trying to find the word. I couldn't think of it, but thank you. Okay. But it's still there. And these guys aren't mailing it in. If they were mailing it in, Barmore's not, like you said, Barmore's not going out there and having that beast of a game. You're not seeing Duggar do his thing. You're not seeing Miles Bryant actually look like a functional football player on defense. Like, you're not seeing that. And let's not forget that this team has lost so many of their pieces on defense to injury for... of the season so the defense absolutely is there it's obvious on the offense that they lack the horses and you know we could I don't want to get into that whole thing today I mean it's it's obvious but I want to get the outsider's perspective on this somebody who hates the Patriots
2: I don't hate the Patriots
0: you do hate the Patriots don't lie to me you and I talk all the time you hate the Patriots either that or you're just trying to get a rise out of me and it's working
2: No, I just want, I just want to read my text to you Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at 1130. What the hell are you guys doing? Eric, in all caps, love it. Fuck losing. I hate, this is me. I hate Russell Wilson. So this is great. He goes, come on. No one expected him to miss that or to make that kick. What a Christmas present. (laughs) Eric was so happy that they won that game.
0: I was also pretty buzzed. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. I was feeling pretty good when I was sending you those texts.
2: (laughs) I, I bet. It just – that made me really – I kind of laughed because I don't like Russell Wilson. I was never a fan of him. You could tell. And I don't know – I mean, you guys watched the game, right? You oh, yeah. saw the play where he got sacked by Barrymore and the offensive line just turned around and walked back to the line. What does that tell you? You know? And, and I'm sorry. sorry it's, I'm not, not talking about New England here. But point point things. They've given up on him. You know, the line doesn't care for him. I did see on the other side of things though, you guys are playing there those linemen play for Zappy. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but they they like that Whole kid. team does. last year too. Everybody but Trent last Brown. Year, <laughs> yeah. Fuck last man. year too, though, when he came in on relief, they they just whatever that kid does, they love that kid. And I was I was so ir- I thought it was wrong going. I told you this last year. You should have never went back to Mac. Just left Zappy in there. They went back to Mac and they keep wanting to go to Mac. And I mean, I I, I- <laughs>
0: I don't blame them for going back to Mac. They got to protect the first round asset. They got to try to build around him. But I think that we have now last. We've officially seen the last of Mac Jones in New England. Like I, he's going to be, he's going to be traded for you know pennies on the dollar out in the off season. Somebody will give up a seventh seventh round or a sixth round swap or whatever. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see something like that because I think Mac lost lost his offense. That's that's I think a given. Just given. Yeah. It's it, unbelievable the difference.
1: I think he of confidence in himself. I think that was the first thing that went. And as soon as people figured out he wasn't confident in his, himself, the whole team was like, "Fuck this! Like, we have no chance with this guy."
0: That's a that's a valid point. I'll I'll agree with you on that. That's that's absolutely the thing. And maybe this, the whole thing he's built with his you know his brain, his mental toughness, and all this, and like it's not what it was. And you know, it's been nice not having to watch him throw games away like that Indianapolis game in Germany. That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. So like. <laughs> I couldn't believe they went back and started him after that. After they benched him for the final drive in that game, like that was that was something that I was like, what the hell were they doing? Like,
1: why? But I think Bill was proving a point there. I think you were right when Kraft forced his hand to. I don't want to say force his hand to draft, but force his hand to like play as much as he did. And I think that was Bill being like, all right, like this is like final, like nail in the coffin. Like there's no justification to keep this kid or even like have this kid like around anymore. So I think that was kind of like. I don't want to say Bill flexing or being petty because I think that it was, it was needed to a point to show Robert, like, this is what happens when you intervene. Now I'm going to do my thing and we're going to have a winning record over the last, whatever, five or six games. But can I just say something real quick about the quarterback? How do you not go? How do you not go get Lamar Jackson? If you're this team, how do you not go Lamar? Like, how do you not go get him? How do you, how did you go last the last off season and not go get Lamar Jackson? You have how much, money in cap space you have a, how, how far down on the real cash spending list are you how disinterested and frustrated is your is your fan base <laughs> imagine putting Lamar Jackson Zeke Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson with Gasicki and Hunter Henry and then on defense you have one of the top three defenses in the league and what looks like what looks to be one of the best defenses of the last couple of years I mean yards and points per game wise like you can be something you can be something with an elite quarterback I think you have to work on the offensive line. I think they have the, 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 um, the cap space and the money to do it. But, like, imagine, if they, imagine this team with a functional offense for the first 10 games of the season. Like, that's so – it's so frustrating to look back on how good the defense is playing and how, like, inept and how, like, it's almost borderline fraud. Like it's borderline fraud. The Patriots are a professional football team, and they put that out for like their offense. That's fraudulent. That's not a professional enterprise. That's not a professional unit. That is that's fucking garbage. That's like getting an iPhone and you open it up and it's like a fucking it's a, one of the crickets that's call mom, call dad, or call nine one one. Like dude, like that's <laughs> it's 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 false advertising. That's not offense. That's not professional football. Like Matt, I'm just sitting here on the couch. I'm sitting here on the couch like watching the second half of this game when like. The Patriots kind of, like, they played, Bill played really conservative, really, really conservative, but, like, the players on the field were making plays and, like, trying to, and, like, made plays to win this game. Like, there's still that thing there. There's still, like, players on the defense that have that thing, like, that let's make a winning play here. And I think that it's, if you had that one player on offense, that quarterback that makes it all run, like. Fix your offensive line, and like you've got something, dude. And that's the that's it's like Bill, dude. You could have had the fucking record already if you weren't such a dickhead. All right, I'm done. I think. How
0: do you how do you how do you know it was all Bill though? You talk about real I, cash spending. Like, where do you put the blame? I mean, I'm not trying to absolve Bill Belichick of the blame on it, but like, Kraft has to absorb it. He has to take some of this, if not a majority of it. I'm not going to go as far to say that, but like, oh, you, no, can you, can, you can make the argument for it.
1: Yeah, but you can look at Bill on the offensive line and specifically sure. the for Jacoby Myers thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I think you're totally right on the outside. I don't think they're upgrading over Parker on the outside or, like, up getting better than, like, a Zeke Elliott on a vet minimum contract in the backfield. Like, I totally agree with that. But, like, if you invest that money from, from Parker in the offensive line and then do something completely different at quarterback, you're probably looking at close to a 500 team because of how good the defense is. If, like if that's, more the, than that. that's the frustrating part.
0: If Lamar Jackson's here, this team's a playoff team. Oh, they're, fuck competing. Yeah, they're competing. They're competing with Miami for the division. Buffalo's
2: yeah, you not. You got to remember. You got to remember that Lamar was never a free agent. True.
1: I know, you know they would had have had trade. first them. round picks and it didn't two hundred million dollars guaranteed. But like, if you don't trade, if you you well, you have Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, who probably can get you assets to replace what you leave, like what you send out for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you might have two picks in the second round one year instead of one in the first, one in the second, but you can still make that happen. Like I think you're you're better with Lamar Jackson on offense and no Christian Gonzalez in a second round pick than you are with Christian Gonzalez on defense and no Lamar Jackson. Like that's 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 a no brainer. But well, just about- think about it
2: this way: one team traded two first round picks for a quarterback, and look what that quarterback's doing. So just think about that in perspective.
1: Yeah, I just Lamar is better than lo- yeah. like Deshaun Watson, and I just think I, I, Lamar Jackson is more of the thing than. Uh, any other quarterback because of how dynamic he is like you can't like he's impossible to catch in the open field he's thrown we were just talking about it before he has 4,500 all-purpose yards 750 rushing yards 3,500 passing yards like there's so much that he brings to an offense that I think that like first of all he didn't take a year off before they traded two first round picks and gave him 250 million guaranteed and he's also I think he's played less seasons but he's the same age as Deshaun Watson. But regardless, I think that you're you're completely right. I think everybody's gun-shy after how bad Deshaun is, and they're, for for a good fucking reason. But I think, I think I'm think i more of a Lamar Jackson guy, which makes me feel like it's a more of a no-brainer than the average person, for sure.
2: Let me ask you this. To piggyback in this, right? The first two first-round picks I wasn't even talking about, Deshaun. Imagine trading two first-round picks to go get Bryce Young.
1: Oh, shit. And take it.
2: I mean, dude, if you were going right, if you if you were going to trade the two first round picks, and this is before the draft, right? Would you rather have traded those two first round picks and got a known quantity or commodity in Lamar, or traded those two first round picks for Bryce Young? Yeah, I mean, all... like, you have to look at the Panthers here. Like, you could have had Lamar, right? Challenge them. No one ever challenged the Ravens. Make them make them eat their words. You, you knew they were going to let him walk, but make them make, eat their words, and no one did that.
0: That's a that's a that's a good point. Yeah, nobody nobody even made an offer for him. So,
1: I think the whole like I think the whole negotiation. I'm a huge Lamar guy. Like this is I'm not in no way disparaging him whatsoever, but I think the whole moms my moms my agent kind of thing. Like I think that whole thing kind of just I, that that whole thing kind of just like made it much more diff much more of a difficult process than uh, it could have been. And I think that maybe i i full and well think maybe like dude what if the panthers panthers went to call the ravens about like lamar and they're like yeah okay we'll negotiate just make sure lamar will go there so like you guys don't get fucked and they're like okay who's his agent they're like his mom like what's his mom's number like we don't fucking know like that's i feel that's like very 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 well could have been because that's how agents and gms do everything they call each other text each other they're like that there it's all like a little like it's all a little posse it's all a little like group like and i think not being on the inside of that group probably screwed him. i know he got paid in the end but like probably screwed him in the whole like maybe he could have been and not in baltimore if he didn't want to be there anymore absolutely yeah 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 well do we want to talk about the team he actually plays on instead of the team i wish he played on
0: let's do it <laughs> go right. for it
1: so i'll jump dude i this was this talk about covering yourself in Crisco. I've been banging the Baltimore drum for I don't know how long on this podcast and finally, the drum that I bang finally doesn't make me look like a fucking idiot because they <laughs> pants the 49ers and they pants Brock Purdy in this game. I think I said last week in this in this kind of matchup where you have two very good teams, I always look at the like the quarterback. I always take the quarterback. Lamar I mean Lamar outplayed and outshined Brock Purdy and it's not even close. You can even see it in the in the public perception now with the with the MVP gambling odds. But Lamar uh, an efficient 23 of 35, 250 passing yards, and then he added another 7 for 45 on the ground. Like The dude's super efficient. Their defense was balling out. Their front 7 was making it impossible for Brock Purdy to get uh, comfortable, and I think they, if you looked at how the 49ers were playing this game, they played a shitload. Of, uh, the Ravens' defense was playing this game. They played a shitload of press, and it reminded me of how the Patriots played the, the greatest show on turf in uh, 2001 during that Super Bowl, how they chucked mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage, and they just, just disrupted the timing even during they ran this screen like this this fake like bootlegs and then throw it back screen to McCaffrey and the Ravens players they weren't doing anything special they just got up field and they just like disrupted the timing of the play and it's like it took so much time and effort for them to get two or three yards and I felt like the 49ers were just banging their head against the wall over and over and over again they couldn't hit that big shot play they couldn't get Debo or Ayuk free on some kind of big shot play but I think that this won't be the last time they play this year. I think the Ravens got the best of them when you get on them. They got it, they had a lot of momentum going. So I don't know. I just think this proves that Brock Purdy's not your MVP and there's definitely a, a uh definitely a way to beat this 49ers team. And I think it's you get up on them, you put pressure on them, you make them win the game.
0: Absolutely. So you're you're in the ballpark that this says more about the Ravens than the 49ers?
1: I don't know, dude, because I've already I talk nothing. One. This this didn't change my opinion on the Ravens. It did change my opinion a little bit on the 49ers. I think it changed my opinion more on the 49ers than it would on, my, on the Ravens, I guess you could say.
0: That's a fair point. I'll agree with you on that. I mean, Brock Purdy definitely was exposed. He, I think he had his worst game as a pro in this one. Uh, four fucking picks, dog. Four picks, got benched for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold comes in and leads a you know a touchdown drive after Brock Purdy got hurt and Kyle Shanahan said, nope, you're done. I mean, there was no point in putting Brock Purdy back into this game. The game was pretty much over. There was no point in putting him back in, especially if he was banged up. Debo Samuel was targeted 12 times in this game. He only had four receptions. That is not a recipe for success. George Kittle had himself a really good day, and so did Brandon Ayuk, both over 100 yards receiving. But, again, I think when we talk about on this pod here – about being able to spread the ball around to these, to these targets, especially with the talent that the 49ers have on offense. If you got two guys that are going over for 100 yards, you know, targeted, they three guys that were targeted in double digits. McCaffrey, Samuel, and Kittle were both targeted 10 or more times. Not really a balance. I mean, I guess you could call it a balance if you got your three best guys there, but, I mean, you're not, you're not spreading the ball out beyond that. And I think yeah, that's but you could have of... the
1: ammo. A defense could definitely have the ammo to shut that down. You know you exactly.
0: Know. That's my that's the point I'm trying to make. If you if you can key in on that and limit those guys, look what they did with Debo Debo Samuel, the fourth the fourth guy on that that list. Who's I would say their best wide receiver. I would say I would take him over over Ayuk, but they' you know it's close. But I would take Debo over him just because he's multi tool there. If you're you're forcing eight incompletions on that on targets to him, that's a problem. McCaffrey did ball out on the ground in this one, 103 yards on the ground only on 14 carries. So that's, you know, as long as he stays healthy, they're going to have a shot. But if your quarterback's making bad decisions and throwing four interceptions, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. So I I agree. It does say a little bit more about the 49ers and the Ravens. I'm also in the mindset with you, despite my Crisco love for the Detroit lions. I do believe that this team is going to, these teams are going to play again in February and I expect a different result. It's tough to beat the team two times in one season. So, you know, I think it'll be a lot closer of a game. Maybe it'll be the same result, but it'll be a lot closer. Sure. Greg, what do you think? What do you think, Greg?
2: Um, so I wanted to talk about the picks for Purdy. Uh, were, were three of those tipped? I, I want to see oh, three no, of those were
1: tipped. By, I think two of them were tipped by defensive linemen, which I put more on the quarterback than I do. Most
2: correct, correct. In the um, field of play, I guess. I, I just – that offense will go as far as CMC takes them because he opens up everything else. You know, I mean, we'll bring in the prime Patriots here, right? Everything went through the running backs, and then look what the receivers did. Right? Am I wrong?
1: Yeah. No exactly you, especially exactly the early exactly the part we of the dynasty.
2: Team. Especially yeah, the early part, yep. That is Sanford into a take. The run game opens up, and that—that's what New England did. If they literally just copied it. It's, I, I don't know. I just think that. Um, I mean, it's the same coach that was on that team that blew the twenty-three lead. <laughs> I don't. I think the Niners are frauds. Uh, after I mean, I don't even know if they're going to win the division. I mean, look, yeah, yeah. Purdy went into Philadelphia and beat Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. You're Philly playing the gauntlet of the schedule there in that in that um, five week span, anyways. But. If you look ahead, right? So, who has Purdy beaten? Because right, you have prime time against the Ravens, best team in football. He he got embarrassed. embarrassed.
1: And then what was he zero three when Trent Williams, Debo, and McCaffrey were going through their injuries, and they had that zero yeah. three skid? He looked like a regular guy again. They smoked.
0: Yeah. They smoked the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, but, but I mean, Cowboys- a lot of the rest,
0: and yeah. they beat the. They smoked the Eagles. Um, yeah. but I mean, they beat the Rams and smoke the Steelers, but I mean a lot of these games that th- that they've won have been against, you know, you look back now are like teams that are like meh, like you know, the Giants you got the Steelers, you got uh, the Jaguars, the Bucs, the Seahawks like the Cardinals they're teams that, you know, they're not they're not top echelon, they didn't have the hardest schedule is what I'm, what I'm getting at, they didn't have the hardest schedule to play, they lost those three straight games and I think that's the time that that Trent Williams was out, right? They lost to the Browns, yep. they lost to the Vikings, and they lost to the Bengals. They got destroyed by the Bengals. A little of that yeah. out there. So yeah. I, I don't want to go. I'm not. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're frauds because I do think that they have the horses on offense, and it's assist. It's a core. It's a team that where you could plug in a quarterback, and they're going to have a shot to win the game just based on pure talent alone if they're healthy. Especially with the defense is absolutely loaded too. And they are a little bit exposed in this game against the Ravens. I mean, this this also I'd argue could be a hey, wake up call for this team. You know, you got two weeks left. You gotta play the Rams. They got the commanders. That's an easy win for them. But this could be a wake up call, you know, to go into the stretch run here. Going into the uh into the playoffs.
1: I also but don't Lamar, think we have oh no, you got it. go for you it, go. right? All right. So I think the, we also don't, we should probably note that, like, I think the Baltimore is just a really good matchup for this team. Like, I think that a mobile quarterback is probably the only thing that kind of like neutralizes their front seven. And then when you go on defense, I have, think they have like really good man cover guys with like players that can get after the quarterback. So you have like tight windows, Purdy has to throw into and in, like a re- really fast reads, which like, dude, he's, he's a good quarterback, but he's not. He's not, oh, he's not a world beater. So once you, you tighten the windows and you speed him up, like that's going to affect any quarterback. And that takes Brock Purdy from like maybe like quote unquote MVP candidate to like a regular guy. And then uh, you have Lamar turning that that elite front seven into just a uh, just a regular front seven because of how like dynamic he is. Like what he made those guys look like in the open field. Like even some of the more athletic guys on the offensive line. It's still like I still get impressed
2: every time I see Lamar dude. It's like video games, bro. It's it's fun. To, he's so fun to watch. And he did it with Zay Flowers, being his number one guy. I mean, look, it would have been less impre- not less impressive, but there's no Mark Andrews, right? There's no there's no uh, J.K. Dobbins, there's no Keaton Mitchell. I mean, you're going you're running with Justice Hill, and you're running with Gus Edwards. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, to your to your point, right? Like Lamar went in there with with Bateman, Beckham, Aguilor, and Zay Flowers. And yeah, I know the turnovers didn't help, right? But he still threw for 250 yards, ran for another 40, I think it was, and threw mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Yep. I mean, so even with the turnovers, he's still threw for 250 yards. Yeah, you you yeah. look at his
0: receivers that he's going into the games with. I mean, they lost their starting running back early in the season. JK Dobbins went down, lost him for the year. He's lost his number one tight end, Mark Andrews. Isaiah likely has filled in beautifully into the offense, yep. you know, for nice. for yeah. Mark Andrews. But, I mean, you look at the list of his guys. Like, Rashad Bateman was a highly touted prospect coming out of the draft. He hasn't been any real. He is
1: ass, dog. I know. <laughs> so fucking bad. I, I know. You. Dude, shout out Rashad Bateman kind of on the pod if you're listening. And, like, <laughs> eviscerate me. That's fine. I'm just a stupid dude with a microphone. But brother.
0: Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown in this game.
1: <sighs> what did Joe say off the back of a milk carton? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Greg's very familiar with Nelson Aguilar.
2: Oh, it's so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike uh,
1: Aguilar. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in, his def-
2: in his defensive, he ran a great route. Mm-hmm. He had the defender. Uh, you, the turn when he saw Lamar run, he had the defender burn there. So Dude, I but his,
1: his, his thing was never not getting open. It's just he just can't fucking catch the ball. Catch, yep. It makes you wonder, like, can he play cornerback? Like, it makes you wonder because of how, like, how smooth and how long. Like, dude, he would be like a Jalen Ramsey or, like, a Marcus Peters type. Like, a long, like, outside, like, outside the boundary corner. Like, but no, we want him to be – oh, he, he's he got some highlights, brother. But some lowlights. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: well, and then, and then one last part on this, right? And I want to see both your thoughts and because and, I, I, I want to see what Eric says mainly too. <laughs> is Is Hamilton a top three defensive back in the league after that game? Uh
0: I'd have to do some research before I give you a full opinion on that. I think he had a, he balled out. Not going to say that. He balled out. Because before coming into the game, he was predicting coverage. Wow. Wow. See, I didn't even, that didn't even register with me. That that didn't even register with me until you said that. Like, but the Ravens. Where do
1: the the Ravens find all of these fucking guys? I was just going to say, where where do they find all of these fucking guys? To Davian and Clowney, aggravating as fuck. <laughs> to this fucking Kyle, Kyle Van Noy, fucking Kyle. Like, where would they find this guy?
2: He's a first-round pick from Notre Dame.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, back-to-back years they had they hit on this guy, Kyle Hamilton, and then fucking Zay Flowers, and those, those are the two guys that basically fucking win—not I want to say win the game, but help Lamar win the game. Like, this dude had three pass offended. He has thirteen on the year. That's eighth in the NFL with four picks. Like, the linebacker duo top three. Yeah. Their
2: linebacker duo is top three with Roquan and Patrick Queen.
0: Yeah, Roquan is a beast. <laughs> Roquan, that was a great trade for that team last year. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they are a wagon. They will – I think – I don't I don't even – I don't know if there's an AFC team I would put even in their ballpark. Miami, I don't think, is in their ballpark, personally. Don't um, count out
2: Mahomes. Do not count out Mahomes. Yeah,
0: well, don't that's a good segue. Right I'll always
1: Never. be in that, camp. I'll always be in that. Camp. Never count out Mahomes.
0: That's that's a good segue right there. We can move on to our next game with that one. Love it. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this game. Watching the Las Vegas Raiders absolutely ball out for their defensive head coach, interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. Two defensive touchdowns, I believe, in this game. And I think they came very in the span of like 12 seconds of game time. Like it was yeah. something ridiculous like that. I love watching Patrick Mahomes cry. Like he's he's finding out how hard it is in the NFL to do what the Patriots did, and sustain the success for twenty plus years in the NFL. And let's be let's be honest. I think this. I think if we're going to talk about who this says more about Joe, I'm. Um, this says a lot about Kansas City. Like, oh yeah, I, I they're not the same team they were last year.
1: We know what Vegas is.
0: We know what Vegas is. I mean. You know, they went out, they could have shot for a wild card, you know, if they get some help, they'll be above 500. And that would be something to to say, talk about to get there. But the point that I wanted to bring up in this game with the Chiefs losing, only putting up 14 points. The Las Vegas Raiders did not complete a pass in this. Was it the second half since the the second quarter? The last was it the last three quarters? Aiden O'Connell was was nine of twenty one. And Samir White just ran the ball down the Chiefs' throat. I mean, they didn't have to score offensively in this one. I mean, their touchdowns came on the defensive side of the ball with the fumble recovery and the pick six. But that's a wild stat to think about. That that's I think, uh, Greg, we were talking earlier. It's remini- I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's reminiscent of the Patriots-Bills game where they threw the ball three times and yep. the Patriots <laughs> won. But the... The ironic thing about that is weather played a massive factor in that. Weather didn't play a massive factor in this. This is the Chiefs wetting their pants and pee down their legs. Like they had an opportunity here to, you know, continue moving forward. I mean, now you're looking at eleven and six as a possible best record for this Kansas City team. They have to play the Bengals next week. That's going to be a big game. Um, we'll get to that when we start talking about our picks. And then they play the Chargers, who were frisky against um, against Buffalo this past week. So not exactly a cupcake end to the season for the Chiefs. But as you guys kind of alluded to before we started talking about it, you can never count out Patrick Mahomes, just like you could never count out Tom Brady, no matter what the situation was. On any given Sunday, he can come out and have a, have a day with Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco, who got hurt in this game. But Jarek McKinnon, all those offensive guys can wake up At a moment's notice. Joe.
1: Yeah, I just it's uh it was almost like turning this game on and living in the matrix, dude. Like (laughs) especially as a fucking Patriots fan, you have Jack Jones picking dudes off and like playing the Grinch when he when he's like trying to hand the ball to a little kid. What a clown. What a clown. Classic classic clown. I didn't think it was never, I don't think I could ever Get mad about that? That was just funny. As oh, I'll, I'll die. On um, that hill. Another. Hill oh, that poor kid who had the first row seats at on a fucking Christmas cheese. Day. Oh my God! I had first row seats. Be nicer it's, to me, dude, I don't care. No, tell anyway. me you don't
0: have kid. Tell me you don't have kids without telling me there.
1: Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll wear that. I'll wear that with a badge on Um but no, like you said, dude, we knew the like we said before, we know what the the Vegas is, dude. I think if Vegas makes the playoffs, dude, Antonio Pierce, coach of the year, even though he had fucking not even half the year, or a little more than half the year, dude, like this team is they they one week they score they they lose three nothing. And then the next week they have two defensive touchdowns and beat like one of the best teams in the league. I just think they're they're balling so hard for their coach. And I think it's fun to watch, especially that defense. He's got them fired up. He's got them – he's got the front seven looking absolutely possessed. Max Crosby was a home wrecker in this game. The, the 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 front seven gets after it. They play a lot of man defense, a classic, classic, classic Raiders defense and just manning up on everybody. Dude, they had – Rishi Rice had 12 targets. We were talking about uh, Debo having 12 targets. Fucking Rishi, Rishi Rice had 12 targets, six receptions in this game. So um, – I don't know what the – I don't know how the Chiefs are going to do it, how they're going to, like – how they're going to turn it around. But, I mean, they have the – they have the pieces on defense. Hopefully, they can get going like they did at the beginning of the year. But uh, never count on Mahomes, but it is it is Scaryville, USA in Kansas City right now.
0: Absolutely. Now, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on this as well before I make my final point. Go for it.
2: I um, – so, I I <laughs> – I really only watched the first half of that game. I'm not gonna lie. Um me too. I I don't look you any team that has Mahomes, it's like we said earlier, flip the switch and they're back. You know, the defense hasn't looked great. You just got embarrassed on Christmas Day. You have a rookie quarterback coming in next week, right? It's I just you never can count my homes out. But I mean, this is a weird year for them. To go next week, you lose Pacheco in that game, which hurts them. Watching them this year, they look like they want to run the ball more. It doesn't look like that old school Andy Reid, I'm going to throw a 50 times a game offense. But to further Joe's point with Antonio Pierce, how can you not hire him as your full time coach after this? He's he, still an intern. Yeah. You got to stealing remember. my thunder. Like, <laughs> the dude, the dude is just, he's got the guys playing. And I mean, I would love to see that. And I guess I heard that they're not technically eliminated from the division win yet either. They could still oh, win the wow. division, I saw. Yeah. New England, or the, the, not New England, though. can't seem would have to lose out. But, Yep. I mean, imagine that happens. You're right. Coach of the year. He's it, got to be.
0: I, I, I just hope – well, if I was a Raiders fan like our guest last week, Tommy – I hope that the I would hope that the ownership, Mark Davis, doesn't make the same mistake he made a couple of years ago when they had Rich Bisaccia take over as the interim head coach for John Gruden, who was fired, and he got the team to the playoffs and they didn't hire him as a full-time head coach. They brought in Josh McDaniels, and we all know how that went down. He's got kind of it's kind of the same thing. He's got the Antonio Pierce has got this team balling out still. In the hunt for the playoffs, I know they need help, but they're still there, they still got something to play for, and the team is acting like it. And this is an example of them going into a hostile environment on Christmas Day and getting a big, big win against a divisional divisional opponent who has run that division. I think what's it seven years straight now that they've won that division there? So I love what I love what Anto- I love the love when players like Get behind somebody like that and just want to ball out for him, regardless of you know the business decisions, anything like that. So, I think that's great to see. And again, finding way different ways to win. They didn't complete a pass in three quarters and they found a way to win this game against Patrick Mahomes and Arrow- Arrowhead on Christmas Day. Can I just say anybody who goes to a football game on Christmas Eve night or Christmas Day deserves what? The Denver Broncos fans and the Kansas City fans got, and this might be the dad and me talking, the old man dad and me talking here. But, dude, you got what you deserved. You spent all that money to spend your Christmas at a football game.
2: Wait, are you mad because a Raiders guy refused to give a ball to a Chiefs fan?
0: No, no. Th- I, I was mad. I was, I was, I was on this train Christmas Eve night when the Mile High <laughs> Stadium got that loss, and you're spent. You got show kids in the stands. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, be home with your I mean, family. Enjoy your night.
1: Jewish people love football too. All right, let us go all to a right, game. All right, look, uh, that's look.
0: me assuming. That's me assuming. <laughs> assuming. Assuming. <No>. All right. <laughs> I, got no, you. I, mean,
1: I would never want to go to a game on Christmas. I want my to dad my took couch. me
2: to a game when I was when I was twelve. We went to the uh, Eagles Eagles Cardinals game on Christmas Day, and uh, it's Eagles blew them away. It's you know the game was at 8 p.m. at night, so all the Christmas That's are over. That's different. That's different. Yeah, like a one o'clock game. Like you're tailgating at nine. Um, I'm never spending my eggnog, this an night.
1: eggnog tailgate. Kind of sounds lit.
2: It does it, it, Put a little rum in
1: that eggnog. That this game would have put me to sleep, even if I was in the stadium.
2: Though, <laughs> here's here's a question though, because I, I want to see your guys' response. I, I can't answer this. Um, and I want to see the overall. Who are you more worried about heading into the playoffs, Kansas City or Philadelphia? Uh, like that's the general. As a right fan
1: now. of the team, like, like, at who, who, whose fan base should be more shaken? Yes, I
2: would say the Chiefs
1: because the 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 NFC looks a little wide more wide open. You don't, I mean, I mean, I guess you have Baltimore and San Fran in the same kind of vein, but I mean, I mean, I guess no. I would say if I was the Eagles, I'd be a little more shaken. Hertz isn't as proven as 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 Mahomes is. I think that I think the quarterback is kind of where you have to go there.
0: I I'm gonna say the Chiefs. I'd be more worried if I was the Chiefs, just because of the talent, lack of talent on the offensive side, outside of Travis Kelsey. You don't really have Rasheed Rice has come on, but let's let's be real, like he's not like a bona fide like yeah. yeah, he's a rookie. So I'm a little bit more worried about the Chiefs because they're they're losing games that they or, or, or closer games that they should be blowing these teams out. And I know the Eagles are in the same boat, but the talent on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles far, far superior to what Kansas city has outside of what we'll, we'll say the quarterback position. But I don't think the gap is that, that large this year in that spot. So I I'm going to say chiefs, but the chiefs are in, like you said, in danger, the Phillies already clinched a playoff spot. They're in the playoffs, the chiefs, I think I don't know if they've clinched yet. Have they? Have they clinched a wild card at least?
1: Oh, no, they haven't. It. They have
0: not. They have not clinched a no. wild card spot yet. So, if they do find a way to implode and lose the last two games and end up losing the division, that would be that would be major headlines in the NFL. Let's move on to another AFC team that has already clinched their playoff spot, currently sitting in the number two seed, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Greg loved loved the result of this game. They played the Dallas Cowboys in Miami. I believe the the, the Dolphins win like late in this game, or did the, the did the Cowboys come back and just fall short? Because it was twenty two to twenty final score. I didn't watch it. I'll be honest. I, this it wasn't a game that appealed to me. Miami long. kicked
1: a game winning field goal with okay like a couple minutes left.
0: Okay, so yeah, so Miami squeaks it out. Joe, who does it say more about?
1: I don't know. I can't get a read on this Dolphins team. Um I don't know what it is. They played really I think this I think this says more about the Cowboys. I mean you can't this team can't this can't team can't win on the road. They're three and five. They're three and five on the road. Um Dak, I mean, he's, he's, he's efficient, but I don't think they had, they weren't explosive enough. I think they're kind of a one trick pony through the air. You had TD lamb with 118 yards, but six, six receptions on 10 targets. And then the next guy is Jake Ferguson, four receptions, on eight targets. So I don't think they're, they're a one trick pony. They don't run the ball efficiently enough. Um, but like I said, the, they can't win on the road, which is, but probably what they're going to have to do to get to the super bowl or even to a divisional round game. Um, yeah, I think this says more about D- Dallas in a negative way. I really didn't learn much about the Dolphins. I always thought Tua kind of always had that little thing. I always thought he was better. I don't want to say better than people thought because I hate when people say that. But like, <laughs> more, I would say that he has more. He's more of a gamer. I think that the the injury stuff kind of skews that a little bit. But I think he's a little bit of a gamer. He likes to win. Um, so I, yeah, like you said, who's to say more about? It says more about Dallas in my eyes in a negative way. But uh, I think you could take a lot of positives away from this game if you are a Miami fan.
0: Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I, I think it's close. I think you could argue this point either way, where Miami is supposed to have this explosive offense. It was not. It was efficient in this game, but it was not explosive. I know Tyreek Hill's banged up, and um, I'm sitting there clamoring for him to get some catches in this game. And they all came in like the late of the game, and I'm like, I need my fantasy points. Come on. But <laughs> – you're, you're spot on about about Dallas. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is their guy. He was targeted 10 times in this game. Jake Ferguson, a tight end, was targeted 8. And after that, nobody had more than 2 from Dak. They could not run the ball in this game to save their life. Tony Pollard, 38 yards on 12 carries. They, only, they rushed for under 100 yards. I think this team misses Zeke. Having him, especially in the goal line, to be able to punch the ball in. And it's just something with Dallas. Like it's, it's Dallas is Dallasing. They do what they do. They always have this talented, talented team that is always has these expectations to be right there. And they always find a way one way or another to, to, to really screw themselves. And they brought Brandon cooks in to be a number two. He was only targeted twice. I know we had a touchdown, but like, he was only targeted twice. I don't feel like they've utilized him very well in this offense. To kind of take some of the load off of C.D. Lamb, I don't know if that's Brandon Cooks declining or it's scheme or or what have you there, but yeah. Did you guys see in this game the Miami's got a dome or a a, 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 game, a a stadium with a roof that can retract? Yeah. They had it open and it freaking downpoured at one point <laughs> in this game. Like you could see how bad it was downpouring. I'm like, that had to have been that had to have been by design by Miami because they know Dallas plays in a dome and. We know how Dallas yeah, yeah, yeah. can be on the road. Absolutely, that's a that's a gold gold move by the organization to make that happen, and you know take bring the elements into it, all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: Dallas, Oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead. i was just gonna say I'm I'm right with I'm right there with you with it, saying a little bit more about Dallas and Miami. I don't think we learned anything more about Miami in this one.
1: Imagine if they just kept Amari Cooper. Like you're letting Zeke go, right? You you let Zeke go. Perfect week to
0: bring this one up.
1: Yeah, dude, it's fucking Joe Flacco, dog. So you know that he is putting in the effort to make these catches because Joe Flacco's just fucking chucking it, dog. Like almost three hundred
0: yards receiving.
1: (laughs) Bro, imagine CD. Imagine CD Lamb at where he is now with Amari Cooper, like as your second option. Like I just it's just terrible asset mismanagement by fuck. It was like a fucking, we talked about it before. It was like a fifth round pick. It was a joke that they ended up up getting back for him. So you let Zeke walk, right. You let him walk in free agency. He's one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL. That's, that's not, that's 75% of the money that you let walk in Amari Cooper. So it's just a terrible asset mismanagement in my, in my total, in my, in my opinion, you let Zeke and Amari go for basically a, a fifth round pick. Like that's, it's the the Cowboys are always going to Cowboy. You have a fucking 85 year old madman as your, as your president of football operations with a tub of fucking goo with no backbone as your, as your, as your, like your head coach, as we've seen with like, dude, you have strong men like Dan Campbell, like Antonio Pierce, like D'Amico Ryan's turning around franchises. Like you don't have like, you don't like that whole formula with the all encompassing, like, owner it never fucking works it's never gonna work like it worked when jerry first bought the team and he just spent 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 and went crazy uh, but had like, jimmy
0: johnson as a head coach yeah and
1: he turned it he turned it over with to jimmy johnson who he sold uh what's his door set for a million draft picks and they rebuilt the team like right on the fly like that like there's they don't have that they don't have that asset management anymore dude amari cooper could have been that guy tyreek hill gets two first round picks dude and you can't you get a fifth first round you get fifth round pick for amari cooper just terrible, dog. Just terrible. I always, Absolutely. I always like a chance to shit on the fucking Cowboys.
2: Uh, <laughs> Craig, go ahead. Well, well, to back to for to the Elliot thing, right? You really think Dallas is going to pay twenty eight million dollars for a running back? Oh, I, I
0: would have expected like, them to cut him and then bring him back on a, like a reduced kind of. I would have at least liked to see them make an effort to bring him back, or at least bring somebody else in to but fill it's, that but role. It's to a
2: player, though, right? Oh, we're going to cut you because we don't want to pay you. But you know what? We'll pay you eight million. He's not coming back for that, you know? Yeah. And what's New England paying three million or something like that? Not
0: even yeah. It's so yeah. Small. So
2: they weren't gonna pay him and then at that point the relationship goes sour. Um Amari Cooper, I think, was the the worst thing they could have done because it it opened up everything there. You can't like, they let him leave, right? And then, you know, they get they bring in Cooks as his mm-hmm. replacement. What where what happened to Michael Gallup? Does he just not exist there anymore? And it's you know, a point. look, look, they let the Dolphins are like, fine, we're, we'll let, we'll let, uh, we'll let CD beat us, right? Let's talk about the Pollard rush from the three yard line mm-hmm. where you show the picture. It's like, hey, what if I told you this didn't become a touchdown? <laughs> and he didn't score on it. So, you know, looking back at it, the Zeke loss is huge. Like you said, I love every moment of it. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of think that for Dallas to be successful, they can't rely on on um C D Lamb. And they're gonna he's gotta spread the ball because it, it's not working. Right? What they did they lose last week too? Or who did they last week? Yeah.
0: They lost to the Bills, yes. They got yes. spanked by the Bills.
2: Yes, they got spanked by the Bills. And and who led the team in targets? And was it even close? At some point, right? Teams gonna say, "Okay, CD can have his 130 yards and a touchdown." But guess what? No one else is beating us, mm-hmm. and they got they, it. They, they got to get other players, players involved because it's it's they're so one dimensional now with with going to CD that everyone knows. Okay, he's gonna get his. Guess what? We'll shut down everyone else, and and that's you know. And but not to take away from the Dolphins though, because you lose Waddle that game. Mostert misses two quarters. Hn. I think had six total touches and Tua went out there with Cedric Wilson and Drew, how do you say his name? Drew Smiley, Drew Smithley. Derm Smythe,
0: Derm Smythe.
2: Him, whatever his name is. <laughs> I mean, Tua went out there with a bunch of nobodies. I mean, Hill was out there, but no bottle. You lose your best running back. Jeff Wilson Jr. All of a sudden they're number two. So, you know, you got to give a little bit of credit to kicker. The kicker has been struggling from 50 yards all year. Bagged what? Three out of three for 50 plus.
1: Yeah,
0: five out of five. five he had five five kicks, yeah.
1: fifty seven yarder, and I mean, that's on really yeah. rain
2: too. Yeah, and I and I know I know you guys aren't big Dolphins fans because they're a division rival, but I like it just shows right. Did Dallas had every way to win that game? But when you, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of like I get it. Everyone loves their force feeding for fantasy stars, but to, for a team to be successful, you got to have someone else step up, and no one else in that Murphy. Dallas offense has stepped up. You know, yep. like if Tyreek kills, if Tyreek kills having a bad game, you have Waddle, right? For you guys, over your last couple of games, Elliot picked. Elliot has stepped up big time. He's been your offense. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's Dallas has to have someone step up, and I don't know. You can't rely on a tight end to step up because that, tight ends can only take you so far. You signed Cooks. He's got to step up. Pollard. Pollard might be the biggest bust in, in terms of fantasy football this year.
1: Yeah. Uh pain
2: and and what a and bad he's been
1: what management on that pain. one too yeah
2: I read a stat today that Dowdle has 40 less carries than him inside the 10yard line has as many touchdowns
0: <sighs> that's wild that's that wild. is crazy dude. That's
2: wild. <laughs> let me get the exact number on the stat but I I'm like I'm looking at I'm like how how does how do you let that happen
1: <sighs> that's unbelievable
2: it was I, can't, I gotta find the stat now because it was one of those things where it was like, you're, you're looking at that and. Dattle has,
1: Dattle has uh 20% of the touches and two touchdowns. And uh yeah, Pollard has four times as many or five times as many touches and has five touchdowns. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> like,
2: So what does that so take, Transitive right?
1: property? He should have like 10 or 12 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So I, I don't know. I, I, for Dallas, Shout out to the Miami
1: defense, yeah. though. Miami defense has been balling, dude. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it has. It has. Because remember that that play with Pollard, right? Gets stopped in the one-yard line. The next play's a fumble. And, yep. it's down, and it's Miami football. So, I mean, I loved it. I love watching Dallas lose every week, and I love their fans going crazy. But <laughs> I don't think Miami's as big as frauds once when people once said they were the beginning of the year. You know, they couldn't beat anyone. Maybe Miami's for real. I mean, we'll see this weekend unless they go up to – Unless they go up to, they get they go up to Baltimore and get stomped, but no waddle next week either. That's huge for them. That's that's True. huge for them.
0: We'll get to that in our picks so. coming up here in just a little bit. But I want to I want to move on to the playoff picture, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing with you guys. You guys can look at the look at the playoff picture. There's teams that are the AFC is a little bit more wide open. Only two spots have been locked up. The NFC only has three spots available. A dark horse to make the playoffs. Go for it, Joe.
1: (laughs) I'm going to stick with my, I'm going to stick with my dark horse from the beginning of the year. Can I pick a team that's still in, that's currently in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, my fucking LA Rams, dude, I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride the coach quarterback combo. Coach quarterback combo is the most important thing in professional football right now. The Rams have a very, very, very good quarterback combo. Uh, Stafford having a little bit of a renaissance year McVay like we said earlier in his friggin bag with uh, with Nakua and with uh, with Cooper Cup um, so uh, yeah give me the Rams as a dark horse obviously to make the playoffs but I think I mean so if the number one team gets a bye seven plays two six plays three so they would go to the Eagles I would feel really good about that as a Rams fan going to the Eagles after you kind of like put the pedal to the metal for the last little part of the season to make a run
0: yeah, that's a that's a good pick. And you've been ha- you've been hammering them since we started doing this podcast. So I like it. My team, a team that's on the outside going in, and you know we talked talked about them in previous episodes here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know they had a rough week this week against the Steelers, kind of hurt their prospects a little bit against their division rival. But I like what they're doing there. With Jake Browning at quarterback, I like the talent. I know Jamar Chase is banged up. I'm hoping he doesn't play this week for fantasy football purposes, but I still like them. I still like them to 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 make a run to get into maybe that seven. Oh, I'm not sold on the Indianapolis Colts, even though I picked them so many times on this this podcast and they burned me. That's probably why. But other than them, like the Texans, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm out on and unless CJ Stroud comes back from his injury and they are the same team that they were before he got hurt. I'm still not sold on the Steelers, despite them beating the Bengals. And, you know, I'm not going to rule out the Buffalo Bills choking away the last two games of the year either. So, <laughs> you know me. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals and the AFC side of things to, to, to at least get into that seven hole. Greg, you got anything on this you want to add in?
2: Um. Well you and I have been going back and forth about the current standings, but if I, I still think Eric, that the Eagles are in the two spot from what I'm reading here with based on the tiebreaker, right? But could you imagine this is Joe's point. Could you imagine the Rams and the Lions in the first round of the playoffs?
0: That would be a great story. Great oh God, story to Rams, see that.
1: I hope the Rams will win that game. that would be so funny.
2: Stafford goes back to Detroit wins a playoff. Wow.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> That'll get wow. me to light my stuff on fire with the Crisco, but like that—that that <laughs> is, dude. But you, sometimes you got it. You love that shit's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that'd be a I great story. Would, yeah, dude. That like uh, Stafford going back there and exercising his demons, and then <laughs> getting and stopping the lines like Cinderella season. Oh. Uh. So my
2: my playoff dark horse. and I was telling this to um to Eric, Green Bay. Ooh, I like Green it. Bay, Spicy. I, just, I the, like, yeah, they had a bad loss last week, but I think love takes care of business. I mean, as far as reading the Vikings today, they're thinking about starting Jaron Hall this weekend. Hmm. So, my AFC, I said it four weeks ago. I said, and you guys are going to hate this. I said, Buffalo's going to run the table. And it would not surprise me if Buffalo wins the division too, because Miami all of a sudden loses. I think, I think, I hate if, you. Uh, yeah, I know, but I think if Miami loses out, the Bills win the division. <laughs> So, you know, the Bills are my dark horse team. I think they're playing the best football out of anyone. Yeah, the win against the Chargers wasn't good, but just something with the Bills team scares me right now. And I I know you guys hate that, but it's just – I've been saying this for three weeks now that they're going to get hot and, you know, momentum takes you so far, right? I mean, we haven't seen – have we seen Lamar win a playoff game yet? Yes, Lamar's been playing great, Joe, but I need to see Lamar win a playoff game. And Until that happens, I gotta ride with the bills. I could, I can. Why did no, I invite him to come with us? Why no I spotting lines there. I'm just, I mean, I, I look, you've created I, a I monster. Sounds. I come just... on our
1: pod, you just can't talk good about the bills.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's one rule, and Greg just broke it.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, three years ago, right, or four five years ago, I think it was. If Eric tells me, you know, oh, here we are, Patriots need to win the next game and make the playoffs. I'm like, okay, they're going to the Super Bowl because that's that's how it is, you know. That's that always that team that gets in right at the end mm. goes on that run. It happens no, every didn't... year, Goodbye, every year. Sure. So, but uh, the Packers are more of my dark horse, and I and I they control their own fate. I mean, I it, something tells me Seattle's going to lose to Pittsburgh this week, and I don't know why I'm why I'm getting those vibes, but. I think Pittsburgh goes out and wins in Seattle.
0: Awesome. Joe, it's your segment time, baby.
1: Oh, do we want to do a little QB catfish? Yes, we do. All righty. It's time for a little QB catfish. (laughs) All right, this week I'm here to piss you off. All right, so – Let's go. Quarterback, uh, how do I want to do this? All right, let's go. Quarterback A, blind resume, 3,900 yards, 26 to 14 TD to interception ratio, 67% completion with a 93.7 rating. Quarterback B, 3,600 yards, 26 to 8 TD to interception ratio, 64% completion, and a 96.2 rating. All right, so uh, we'll do guests first because I was raised raised right. Shout out, Bonnie, if you're listening. If you're listening, t- turn this the hell off, Mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, Greg, quarterback A, quarterback B. I can run through the stats again if you need me to.
2: Is this is this from what years?
1: So this is actually funny. Good question. though no, these are both two twenty twenty three stats.
0: This guy's gonna both try to beat court- me again. He's both trying to beat me again. Twenty
2: three stats. Player A is Baker Mayfield. Can you give me player B stats? (laughs) 3,600
1: yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 64% completion, 96.2 rating.
2: And what did did player one have interception-wise? 26
1: to 14.
2: You know what player – okay, I'm going to switch that. Um, Okay. Player Player One is is I believe is Jordan Love. And...
1: I just need you to pick one based on their blind resume. I don't need you to figure okay. out who the quarterback is.
2: Oh, I just pick one. Just up pick going, one. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just Jordan pick Love. Jordan Love.
1: So you're A. picking Player A, right?
2: Yes, it's Jordan Love. Okay.
1: Yes. So Player So we have Greg with Player A. Kojak. Who do we got? Yeah, I player like A? that. You like Player yeah, A? <laughs> yeah. So you guys like 3,900 yards, 20, 26 to 14, 67 percent, and then ninety three point seven rating. Right, that one. Yeah. Okay, Burge, what do you got? I'm going B. You're going B? I love when Burge is a contrarian, dude. It's my favorite fucking thing ever because sometimes – actually, this year this year it's not that big of a deal, but sometimes it's funny as hell. Player A was Patrick Mahomes. So, Co- Greg and Kojak pick Patrick Mahomes, and then player B – is Baker Mayfield. So you almost had it. If you guess player B it was Baker. You exactly saw us on Twitter earlier, you
2: fucking asshole. Yeah,
1: Baker, exactly May- Dude, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, 3600 yards, 26 to 8 TD interception ratio with an almost 97 rating. It's weird I saw the same stat on socials earlier. It's 100% <laughs> why I did it.
2: I think Love, I think Love only has 30 or 2900 yards. But well, as soon as I said Love for one, I was like that's not right, but I knew the one was good. I knew the one was Baker. Baker's yeah, I been just, Baker's been quietly good.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think – that. so I did – so after I did this, I had a thought. I'm like, does this change your mind about how impressive Tom Brady was there in his last three years after you have Baker kind of just jump in and be yes. – I want to say just, just as efficient?
0: For me, absolutely.
1: I mean, I don't think he has the high-end talent to win them a Super Bowl, but, like, you can definitely say that, like, maybe 50 touchdown passes and 5,000 yards when you're, like, in your mid-40s was, like, very – on a very, I would say, augmented uh, offense.
2: He went to a loaded team. Mike Evans that's, is a stud, and no one talks about
1: him. Very underrated receiver. receiver of all time, dude. They said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that uh, big cat was doing the math, and he's like, he has to average like way under his career averages to like end up in the top ten in receptions, uh, yards, and touchdowns. Like that's that's." We are we and it's like it's so funny because like everybody talks about CD Lamb, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, CD Lamb. You know what I mean? But like Mike Evans plays in Tampa Bay his whole career. Super loyal guy, balling out. Ten receives in yep. ten seasons for ten touchdowns and a thousand yards. And like I don't want to say he's barely talked about, but it's more like guys mean. like us being like, yo, like people who play fantasy and shit like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Guys who are like more into it than the average fan.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's a that's a uh, that's a great point about Mike Evans. That's a guy I would love to come to New England at some point. To finish out his
1: career. I wanted him, to I know.
0: Got another, I'd say, two, three years maybe to keep up his Dude, keep receivers up.
1: are being effective into their mid to third mid 30s now, especially the elites.
0: Yeah, so well, it'd be interesting to see where his career ends up because I, I agree with you guys 100%. He's a very underrated. Hope receiver. he gets a ring. He's not talked out. Oh. <laughs>
1: He has a oh oh my god I mean, he has, he, one.
2: He has a oh my god
1: i was just assuming <laughs> he, just he was on that. tampa bay i'm like they fucking suck dude i'm like no he's a big reason why they won one in 2021 yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely wow. absolutely
1: joe, it's, your, All right.
0: it's, it's your show buddy
1: back-to-back joe segments were already off the rails did not take long halfway through where like the uh it's like the fucking rugrats movie you got the monkeys running a mucko through the train um <laughs> So we're going to the pick segment. We'll go. Uh, we'll start last week. Uh, the boys, leg guys, w- uh, as a podcast, we had Tommy on, so we went four and four as a podcast. We went. Uh, the BTP boys ended up going four and three. Um, we'll start from the bottom, work our way to the top. So Kojak's Seattle money line that ended up hitting. Good pick, Co. And then finally, Verge uh, gave, a- <laughs> gave us three picks. Um And the only one that mattered was the one that won. So, we had Indy plus one. That was a
2: loss.
1: <laughs> Cincinnati, wait, in, Indy plus one was a loss, right?
2: Yeah. I'm farting. It's
1: trash. Okay. We had Cincinnati minus two. That was an outright loss. And then uh great hit on the lock, Tampa Bay plus one. We were just uh stroke and pull for uh, Baker there. So, glad we got to him in this podcast. He definitely deserved a shout out this year. Uh, he's been balling out. Uh, get to my picks from last week. Oh, we'll give it a guest pick from last week. Tommy Bennett minus 11. I know you're listening, buddy. You're better than that. All right, buddy. And I think that was more of a piss off bearish pick than it was like uh get one. Right. But I did not see, I, I, I would, I would definitely back that pick. I did not see uh Tennessee cover in that game. I thought the bills, like, like Greg said, the bills are rolling uh, less, right now. Uh,
0: chargers, chargers,
1: chargers. Sorry. The bills are rolling right now. And I thought the chargers were fucking dead in the water, but they put up a good fight. Um, so my picks, uh, Green Bay minus four and a half. They pulled out a win there, but they didn't end up covering that, uh, four and a half number, which got a little smaller, uh, at kickoff. Not to, not to do that. Not like I would have picked it anyway. It would have lost regardless. Um, then get back to our Star Wars that we've been hitting on all year. D- Detroit minus three was a win. And then Baltimore plus five and uh, plus five and a half was a win. Um, so we went two and oh in our locks, which puts us at 14 and nine for the season. And then, uh, overall, we gained one on the field here, so we're thirty five, 38 and two. Uh, just a couple games under five hundred with a uh, couple weeks left to um, to kind of get right the ship. Here we're doing good, and then we've had some fucking catastrophic weeks. It's it's been it's two been in a row. It's people. like two
0: or three in a row where we've been just been brutal.
1: But there's a lot of there was a lot of there's a lot of green on the sheet from last week. So I think there's going to be more green on the sheet this week. So I think uh, I think. Um, Berg's not gonna lie. I think you're betting with your heart with a couple of these picks, but that's fine. Full heart. It's gonna continue. It's gonna
0: continue. It's gonna continue this week.
1: That's continue. That's completely fine. That's completely fine. All right, let's roll into this week. Uh, I'll give you a couple picks and I'll give you my lock. I like Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Uh, Mike Tomlin teams never fucking die. Uh, I don't know what it is. They they seem to believe in mason rudolph and him and george pickens have something going on so if you somehow get that basket case back on the reservation by just overfeeding him the ball i think they could cover a three and a half point number uh give me the rams minus six i've been uh i've been pole washing them for this entire podcast it's not gonna <laughs> stop they're not going anywhere uh i'm like i said i'm a big uh coach quarterback duo guy so i think they uh the rams have one of the better ones in the league i think covering six will be easy for them this week and then give me baltimore minus four. Give me Baltimore minus four. Let me see it, Miami. Let me see if you can go up there. Let me see if you can keep it within a touchdown. Uh, Like we said last week, two good teams are playing. Two loaded teams are playing. Give me the better quarterback 10 times out of 10. I might lose a couple, but on aggregate, I'm going to win at least 60, 65, 70% of the time. So give me Baltimore minus four. And Burrs, just that time of the week, man. Fuck me up.
0: I love your picks. Thanks, man. I'm not going to mess you up. I love your picks.
1: No, fuck me up in a good way. Uh, I don't want to. I said I love being fucked up, but that was a form. That was a form of me. All
0: right, my first pick. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals plus seven and a half. When I got him, it's now down to plus seven, but I got him at plus seven and a half. On the road in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs this week. You know how I feel about the Cincinnati Bengals. They may not win this game, but I think it's going to be close. It's going to be a close one. I like the number. So give me, give me Cincinnati plus seven and a half. Another team that we just got finished gloating on, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, minus three against the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Saints are a little bit of a mess. I like what Baker's doing down there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to be going into the playoffs, I believe. And they might have a little momentum going in. So give me Tampa Bay minus three. My lock of the week. I hate this team. That's why I'm picking it. New England, plus twelve against the Buffalo Bills on the road in, in Orchard <laughs> Park. I think the I think the Patriots they they, they they're not going they're probably not going to win this game, but I like that number. I don't think the Patriots are going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a close game. They've lost a lot of close games this year. I love the Patriots defense. I like them to keep it close. That's my lock of the week. New England plus twelve on the road in Buffalo.
1: It's a big ass number.
0: Would I love? for the patriots to spoil buffalo going into the playoffs oh, oh my god rent
1: might be going on patriots money line on this game yeah <laughs> on the 31st i might put rent on patriots money line Dead pants tent
0: ass. pants tent all day pants, let's tent. go
1: pants fucking city anyway um yeah i love that i love the i love the tampa bay pick and i love the new england pick so um kojack what's up buddy welcome to the podcast thanks <laughs> I mean, been the whole
2: fucking time I know. It's falling asleep over there. Just hanging out. Listening to the boys. <laughs> you look
1: beautiful tonight. Thanks. Tell me, um, something. Tell me something about this pick.
2: I'm going to pick the Packers money line. Um,
1: oh, I just had it. It's plus 105. They've been playing a little rocky. Well, they didn't play well, but they've, uh, they've lost a couple of games the past three games, four games. They barely beat the Panthers, but I like them against the Vikings. It's a divisional game. Sunday night. We'll see what happens. I envision a Jordan Love coming out party on a televi- a national televised game. Yeah. Vikings are frisky, but holy fuck. just lost so we'll see. Yeah, true, 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 true. But they still have Justin Jefferson, who's an absolute yeah. fucking beast, dude. All right, well, I like that pick, co. Huh? Plus 105, too. You might get us an extra unit and a half in there, something like that, dude. Always Love looking it. out for the boys. Greg. What do we got, buddy?
2: <laughs> well, he, he – um, I have another sneaky one here. And uh, I just – I think now because the coach got told he was staying, mm-hmm. taking the Jets at plus seven. Ooh. Okay. okay. The coach got told he was staying. They're playing for the coach now. I mean, at this point, you're going to Cleveland. And, you know, Flacco said, I think they're going to make Flacco eat his words. Something just tells me the Jets want that. I mean, Jets Second. have a great secondary. The, the Browns can't run the ball as of late, so I mean, one of them's got to give.
1: You know, I would put a lot of money on a defensive touchdown for the Jets in that game. Actually, mm-hmm. okay, I, I hope DraftKings. All right, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go on tangents here, but DraftKings, you need to fuck. You need some competition in New Hampshire, you dickheads.
2: We're no, Either, we're no longer guys, a
1: DraftKings. No longer a DraftKings podcast. FYI, wait, you
2: guys only can get DraftKings.
1: Only they've monopolized. The New England gambling market—it's fucking aggravating, dude. Any 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 place in New Hampshire that has a book, it's a it's a it's a DraftKings book. So it's like, uh, oh, whatever. Sometimes sometimes you get kind of screwed on odds and lines, but it's not it's not as bad as it could be. But yeah, I like any defensive touchdown. If, I don't know if there'll be a line for that for uh, dra- on DraftKings where I am, but any team to score a defensive touchdown would definitely be like a, a good bet in that game. I feel like. Because I think they're back to jet Zach Wilson, right? So that's a defensive touchdown on a fucking stick right No, <laughs> he's, he's
2: rolled out. He's rolled
1: out. Oh, he, he's injured? Yeah. yeah no. They're
2: going to send me in again from what I read. Unless, unless I read it wrong.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I think I can uh... – but, yeah, regardless, I like – the Jets' offense is inept. And then uh, Joe Flacco is an absolute g- old gunslinger playing his old team. I think, so- I think they're going to want to try to bait him into one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, a walk-off Sauce gardener pick six to, like, ruin the Brown season. That would be oh, – oh, oh, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Dude, yes. Yes. I, and then he I goes just... to hand it. He goes to hand the ball to a fucking Jets fan, and he actually gives it to him and Burris even likes him even more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, got anything else before we want to wrap it up?
1: No, I think that'll wrap, it wrap it up. Like silence a is present. good.
0: All right. It's up like a Christmas present. As always, you listeners, if you stuck with us through this entire thing, you can follow us on Twitter at BTP underscore podcast underscore. I'm there at Burge the Goalie. Blockboy Joe is there at the underscore Juicy Jew. Kojak, who hates his name, is there at Allen13Brennan. Thanks, Susan. In our <laughs> and our <laughs> lovely Eagles fan guest is there on Twitter at Cobes. That's K with three O's and two B's and an S. So give them a follow. If you listeners are still here and you guys like to talk hockey, check out the two pad stack podcast on Twitter. I'm one of the hosts there. If you love my takes here, which I know you don't come listen to me, get razzed on that podcast too. At to pat the number two pad stack pod on Twitter. And if you guys want to go to a sporting event and want to buy some tickets on SeatGeek, use the code the number two pad stack pod to save $20 off your first ticket order. As always, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, boys. That
1: time we talk happy next, holidays, everybody. Greg, thanks for coming on, dude.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good this to actually like, get you it, on.
1: You ever seen that? Uh, you ever seen that uh, that picture of the uh of the two gang, the, the rival gang heads, and they have the blue and the red like handkerchiefs tied together? That's like us and Greg right now, Boston fan, really fan, <laughs> coming together to make record a podcast. Yeah,
2: the, the Sixers are such a joke. They're gonna choke. They choke every year in the second round. Oh, dude! I've got who? Time, who? i who? To uh, who? I know. I know. Last to year. who? Look, they got <laughs> rid of their big boy. They got rid of their big boy Harden. Okay, they'll have Zach Levine coming. They'll get, uh, they'll, get, they'll get Caruso. Another
1: dude to shoot one th- for 13 from the field in game seven. Like
2: Yeah, that's okay, you, dude. You still I'd have to have find somebody to guard defense, Tatum. So. Tatum, uh, okay. Tatum,
1: put, Tatum put 67 points on Embiid's head in the last 50 minutes of that series. <laughs> and that was just <laughs> that's, fucking awesome.
2: Hey, that was a great series, okay? Yeah. I, I, no, it like, was, dude. I was did I was pretty
1: I was pretty scared at the end of game six there before Tatum went off. He was like I think he had sixteen points in the last six minutes of that game, and yeah. then went off for fifty one in game seven. Game seven was never close, so
2: yeah. But the Sixers got something now. They got a head coach. Yeah. All right. Wow. We'll see. We'll see. Happy New Year. Of course, a very good coach. All right. Happy twenty
0: twenty
1: four. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next year. Peace. Atlanta.